Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Money Pit is presented by DAP, Wagner Sprayers, Custom Building Products, and Owens Corning. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboard to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Happy summer. Hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful, warm weather. Are you going to the pool? Are you going to the beach? Are you, like, stretched out on your deck or your patio? Hey, you know, sometimes what happens to me, because my mind is always going, is I'm stretched out, and I'm looking around my yard. I'm going, oh, there's a crack. Oh, I got to paint that. Oh, <laughs> That's not this. relaxing, that. Tom. You're looking at things. I know, but I can't turn it off, you know. So if you're like a serial renovator like me, maybe you spotted a few things and need some motivation or some help to get started. Whatever is the situation that you want to resolve, if it has to do with your house, your home, your condo, your tent, your yurt, whatever it is, we're here <laughs> to help you out. The number here is one eight 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 Money Pit, eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. So give us a call and we will get right to it. You know, I said tent because I'm thinking about the fact that I'm going to volunteer at the Boy Scout Jamboree for two weeks and sleep in a tent. How exciting. How about that, huh? Bring your bug spray. <laughs> 15,000 scouts are going to be there. and They need a lot of help. So I'm looking forward to doing just that. But it's awesome. It's scouts from all over the world, too. It's not just our scouts. It's everybody. To this one, it's, it's all from the U.S., although we do have scouts coming from other countries. But the World Scout Jamboree, which is the last time I did this, like two years ago, three years ago, for the World Scout Jamboree, we had 50,000 scouts, and they were from 150 countries. And it's so amazing because they're all there. They're all good kids. They're having a great time. And, you know, we're there just to help keep them safe, keep them fed, you know, all that sort of thing. And you know what? You're going to have a good time, too. I know I am. And if you guys are planning a trip, we'd love to hear about that, especially if it involves a place where you can get some inspiration for projects around your house. Anyway, reach out to us right now. We're here to help. The number one eight 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 Money Pit, or go to moneypit.com and click the blue microphone button. Coming up on today's show, check this out, Les. A new survey found that social media hacks are saving homeowners over a thousand bucks on repairs. We're going to reveal the most popular projects and why so many are seeking a quick fix online. All right. We can't wait to hear what they're working on. Also ahead, if you've got a project that needs caulk, choosing the right caulk to get the job done is the difference between a successful job that's going to last and one that's just not going to last. <laughs> We're going to highlight a new line of caulks that work just as well as silicone, but clean up as easily with water. And guys, if you've noticed your electricity bill is on the rise during this warmer weather, it may not be because you're running air conditioning. We're going to tell you where all those utility costs may actually be going. But first, we want to help you create your best home. So whether you're doing a job yourself or you're hiring a pro, whatever it is, we're ready to help you get that job done right the first time. 
So let's get to it. The number here is one eight 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 Money Pit, or go to moneypit.com slash ask. Leslie, who's first? Marcy in Nebraska, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We have a 15,000 BTU. It's a window air conditioner. Okay. And it keeps popping our breaker. Mm, yeah. It does it in, like, the heat of the afternoon. If we have it on the fan, it yeah. won't pop it. Yeah. Is it the window the air conditioner or the breaker? <laughs> no, it's the, the breaker's doing its job because you're pulling too much power. Is this like in a bedroom, or where is this? It's a living room. Living room, yeah. You know, it, it, in some houses, especially older houses, you have typically too much on that same circuit. You ought to really identify what else is on that circuit and see what you can reduce. You know, I, I have that happen once in a while in my house. We had we used to have a to put a window air conditioner in one room of it because it was just fully exposed and it just needed a little bit of help mm-hmm. and the central air wasn't getting there. But I knew that if we vacuumed in that house, I had to plug the vacuum into the next room. Otherwise, I'd trip the breaker. So you need to figure out what else is on that. Well, that's the only thing that goes off. Well, I mean, and the other thing you can do is you can have an electrician figure out why that's happening. You can, there's a way to determine exactly how much power that unit is pulling and perhaps even run an additional circuit just for that unit that's properly sized. Yeah, dedicated specifically for that. Okay. Well, the reason it happens with air conditioners is because when they first kick on, there is sort of a surge of electricity that it needs to get the compressor going. So that tends to push uh-huh. those compre- push those breakers a bit. And then they do what they're supposed to do is turn off to prevent the wire from heating up. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Yep, so that's why it's happening. So would it be benefit to put like a higher breaker on it? Well, it's not just a breaker. You have to run the properly sized wire for it. So that, that okay. you have to run a new circuit. Okay, you can't okay. put two, you can't put a larger breaker on it because then you're defeating the purpose of the breaker. That's what I needed to know. Thank you. Well, you're you're welcome. Good luck, Michael in Arizona. You've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Now, I bought a uh, a little ranch here in Arizona, and during the winter months, my electric bill runs about uh, sixty dollars a month, okay. and during the summertime, it goes up to about three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> would be nice if it stayed at that level all summer long, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the house was built with a swamp cooler, and there was just a, a single vent. They had swapped it out for a heat pump with cooling capability. Okay. And the problem is is they put ducting in, but it's all on the, on the roof. Okay. So everything that the air conditioner is cooling, it goes through 20 or 30 feet of plenum that it's is exposed to all that sunshine and sunlight and all that desert heat right there on the roof. Okay. And I was wondering if there was an economical way that I could insulate those plenums so that uh, I could hopefully cut $100 a month out of my electric bill. Well, are the air conditioning ducts on the roof that are exposed, are they insulated now? No, they're not. They just had a coating of that's like nuts. A, an that's, elastomeric that's, or something. Put that's on completely nuts. Yeah. Well, they didn't put the right type of ducting in. Because, you know, having ducts run on the exterior of a building or across the roof is not unusual. It, I mean, it's unusual in a residence, but it's not so unusual in commercial establishments. Yeah. But there are types of duct insulations that are designed to go around in that scenario. And usually it has a, um, a type of, like, foil face that has a low E capability. In other words, it reflects the UV radiation off, and usually it's a couple of layers um, there's a product called Reflectix that I'm familiar with that makes uh, reflective insulation and radiant barrier products. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. So there are products out that can be used to insulate 
those existing ducts. It's just that you weren't, they weren't installed. And, and that was pretty much malpractice as far as I'm concerned, because there's no way you're going to be able to compensate for the loss of that air conditioning traveling through those, you know, scorching hot ducts. It's just kind of silly for them even to think that's a possibility. So insulating those ducts with the proper material is one thing you could do. And that's probably going to be the least expensive way to go. Cause the other option is if you wanted to run it through the building, you don't have to use full size ducts. There's a type of system that's called a high efficiency, low volume. They run through ducts that are about three inches in diameter. And uh, it's different than the large typical ducts where the air moves slowly. This air moves very quickly through these smaller tubes. But because they're less than the width of a 2x4, you can run them through a lot of places. But that kind of requires a complete system replacement. So I think just getting the right kind of insulation on those ducts is going to be the shortest distance between you and a lower electric bill. Okay, yeah. I've seen that uh, kind of material. As a matter of fact, I've I've got some of it. I actually made a a solar oven for the backyard where I can uh, cook in like a crock pot. All day long in this in this heat, I can yep. put a roast in there in the morning, and by the time that uh, four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon rolls around, it's stew. Yeah, well, then you want to manage the sun. In this case, you want to keep the sun out and away from those ducks. So, uh, I think uh, take a look at Reflectix just as a, a, a place to start, and that's Reflectix. Inc.com, T-I-X-I-N-C, ReflectDixInc.com. You'll get a sense as to what we're talking about, and I'm sure there are other manufacturers that just happen to know about that one. But you need to find the right type of duct insulation get those ducts wrapped quickly before the summer sun really heats sets in, okay? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All righty, thank you. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Hey, guys, if you've heard a helpful tip or two while listening to our show, please help us help even more home improvers by dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome, and you might even win a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. Just go to moneypit.com slash review. All right, now we've got Carolyn in Pennsylvania on the line who's doing some organizing and finding a stubborn cabinet odor. What's going on? Well, yes, what we have is a cabinet in our kitchen. It is underneath our countertop. Um, we have a granite countertop, and it's our Lazy Susan. It's the cabinet in the corner. And yep. about a year and a half ago, we had... Um, I've moved temporarily out of state for uh, my husband's job, and apparently I might have, right before leaving, cleaned a dish and put it in that cabinet, and maybe, I'm assuming, it wasn't completely dry all the way. 
Okay. And then when we returned from our three months away, lo and behold, every time we'd you know, come into the kitchen, my husband said, there's some kind of a smell here. He could, okay. And then we ended up opening this cabinet, and lo and behold, there was a little green just haze on, and it was mold right. inside okay. the cabinet. We were like, okay. oh. And so I, I had my head in that cabinet for at least three days, cleaning it with <laughs> um, bleach water and, you know, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. So there's no more mold in it, but there's still this sort of lingering kind of a musty smell. And when you close that cabinet up, you know, if you have some humidity, it's going to react and you'll get that, that, kind of, that kind of musty odor. Plus, I'm sure you are like hypersensitive to it as well right now, having gone through that entire uh, process. Uh, one of the things, one of the areas that you might want to check is the kickboard so that's the area underneath the cabinet, and I'll tell you a way that you can do that. If you take a, a mirror, like you might have like on a makeup compact, mm-hmm. hold it on top of the floor with the mirror facing up, and then use like a flashlight uh, aimed at that mirror, you will see the underside of the kickboard without having to like put your face on the floor. Oh, I feel like it's going to be gross under there. Yeah. Sometimes you will get <laughs> you will get some of that mold or that moss, which will actually grow on the underside of the kickboard, and you'll never see it unless you're looking for it. And that could be the entire source of the odor that you're smelling right now. It's it's very it's actually fairly common because if you think about it, you know you're slashing water around the floor when you mop it, and there's a lot of dirt and dust mm-hmm. that comes off your feet, and that's what the kickboard's for, right? It's where you stick your feet under as you're working on the countertop. So it's actually a tricky spot that you could find uh, some of that growth. And I might take a look right there. And the other thing that you might want to do since you cleaned all that out and the cabinet, I presume, is like super, super dry, I wouldn't be hesitant about applying a clear finish to the, in, into the inside of that just for the purposes of sealing it in. Uh, I might use like a, like a latex polyurethane, clear polyurethane, just to give it a, some sort of a sealant or even prime it with a product like Kills that will seal in anything that might be coming off of that material. You know, if you were to have a fire and you had some smoke damage, if you put a primer on it, that's what they do to seal that in. So I'm just thinking that it might be an option to seal in some of the odors that you may still be seal, smelling from that cabinet. Of course, it's going to smell like paint for a few days, but you know that will eventually right. uh, wear away. But but uh, do a little further investigation to see if there might be some spots where you missed uh, some of that growth, and, and start with that. Yeah, because of the because of the the, the inserts where the, where the lazy Susan where it, it kind of turns around the turntables. In other words, yeah. um, I kind of did my best, but yeah. Um, and the kickboard. Well, thank you very much. That's great. Great idea. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Thank you. Well, according to a survey done by All Star Home in 2023, get this, nearly one in four homeowners couldn't cover a $1,000 home repair emergency, so they turned to social media hacks to try and fix it themselves. But while some of those hacks are actually valuable, in almost 25% of the cases, homeowners doing the home repairs themselves, get this, made it worse. (laughs) Not good. Yeah, according to the study, and it was actually over a thousand people. One in three homeowners have had to deal with an unexpected repair in 2023, but one in four can't even afford a thousand dollar emergency repair right now. And that's why so many are turning to social media to find a solution. Yeah. In fact, 70% are using socials to find a solution and avoid hiring that pro. Now, one in three, listen to this. One in three decided to ignore the problem and just hope that it would go away. 
How's that working out for you? <laughs> it really doesn't work so great with houses. But, you know, you do you. And the most common problems people have faced are plumbing issues, appliance issues, and HVAC issues. Yeah, those definitely don't fix themselves, guys. Yeah, and those are probably, you know, the top three or so pro-required repairs. So if you are going to hire a pro, don't price shop. More than one in four Americans shared they hired a service provider based on the lowest quote and ended up shock of all shocks, not being happy with the work that they did. So, right. Come on. You got to You can't just you can't price shop skills like this. It's not a commodity. Listen, I will price shop all day long if I want to buy an appliance or a TV or something and I've settled on the model. I'm going to find the best price because they're all the same. It's just not the case when you're hiring a service. Yeah, you really have to make sure that you hire a pro with a good reputation. And while that might cost a little bit more initially, it's going to save you money and stress in the long run. I always go back to my friend Liz, who priced out a big renovation on the first floor of her house, ended up going with the guy that was a little less money, took twice as long, ended up costing almost double. Like, it doesn't pay itself in the long run, guys. Go with good reputation and spend a little bit more up front. Terry in Alaska's on the line has some questions about kitchen design. How can we help you? I'm working on my third house. Third house is supposed to be free when you build them yourself, but that ain't working out. (laughs) But uh, at the point here, we got the kitchen cabinets all uh, brand new from the factory in boxes, and now we're at the countertop dilemma before we really get going. And uh, every one of these uh, TV shows, if they ain't granite, the people are like, I ain't buying the house and that kind of stuff. But uh, (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking uh, granite and any of that stone stuff, so over $100 a square foot around these parts. So I'm trying to, uh, the last plant that we had was pretty darn good and uh, kind of wondering if what in the future here, uh, is laminate dead? <laughs> I don't think so. What do you think, Leslie? I mean, I do not think so. I use them a lot on projects for work, and I use them on my TV design shows. I actually just did a bakery in Brooklyn for our design show on the Bravo Network. And I used a laminate that looked just like a Carrera marble. I mean, granted, it had seams in some places and you, you know, you knew it wasn't the real deal, but it looked gorgeous and it was like a fraction of the cost. I mean, it's really amazing how many options there are. There's a couple of brands you should look at. It's Formica, it's Laminart and Wilson Art. And you can order sheets from them. I mean, you might find a better option than what you might find at your local home center. I don't know how much shipping might be to Alaska, but you know, you, there's a ton of great options out there from things that look like a natural surface to just completely outrageous things. So I, I wouldn't be afraid of a laminate. I did see they started having better, uh, I don't know, the edge tram, and then they tried to make the 45 degree miters go away better i got like 50 square foot of this stuff and i was thinking if if i buy granite i got to stare at granite the rest of my life because it costs so much but if i buy laminate and i don't yeah. like it a couple of years down the road i can rip it out put some new without too much work all those people that get granite they love it when they first get it and then they slowly but surely begin to hate it because it's hard to take care of because it's stone yeah. and I mean, it's, I hate it soaks mine. up yeah it soaks up everything i, I don't hate it for the maintenance reasons I just don't like the look of it anymore. Yeah, when they're doing uh, open houses around here, I kind of run through some of them, and uh, and I see that they basically put the granite countertop in there, but they got the cheapest cabinets you could possibly buy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're making up for it somewhere, but I'm not. I guess it's not a pig to me, so I'm not playing that game. All right. Well, thanks for calling, Terry. We hope that helps you out. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. 
Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got a project that needs caulk, choosing the right caulk to get that job done is the difference between a successful job that's going to last years and years and one that's just not gonna. Well, DAP is making it easier to both choose the right product for the project and making sure it sticks around literally for a long time to come. And to do that, they leverage the power of multiple technologies to create the AMP, Advanced Modified Polymer Sealants, which is really reflects the best qualities we look for in a good caulk. With us to talk about that is Megan Youngs. She is DAP's Director of Product Management. Welcome, Megan. Thanks for having me, Tom and Leslie. You know, for the most part, when we look for a really strong sealant, we usually turn to silicone, but that's very hard to work with. And the new AMP hybrids really have many of the same qualities, making it no longer as necessary, right? Yeah, and actually it outperforms silicone in some key performance attributes, um, such as wet surface application, paintability, crystal clear clarity, um, which we know are important when shopping for a sealant and may even be better than silicone. So now it's always challenging, I think, to find the right caulk for the right job, for the right area. How is everyone at DAP making it so that we know which one to pick for the right spot? Yeah, so we actually have a great lineup within our AMP sealants, and we have uh, products that are tailored specifically for kitchen and bath applications, as well as exterior applications with our all-weather sealant. We also have some really great products for specialty, such as our self-leveling concrete, 
and for gutter and flash applications. You know, when folks are shopping for a sealant, as Leslie said, it can be overwhelming. You know, I, I watch them just sort of as an observer of, uh, of the marketing of home improvement products. Folks walk up and down and up and down the caulk aisles of home centers and hardware stores, you know, tr- straining to figure out, you know, what is the right product for this job. So having these key categories makes this a lot easier. And some of the capabilities here are impressive. For example, the idea that you can use a sealant on a wet surface kind of goes against logic when you think about it. But it actually is a big time saver because now, you know, if you got a rain or a, a light rain and things are damp, you don't have to wait for the whole house to dry out to seal in a window or set a sink because there's a little bit of water spilled around it because it works through all of that, which is pretty cool. Yes, absolutely, it does. And we find that specifically within, like, showers. You don't have to wait 24 hours to be able to use your shower again if you want to re- uh, replace your sealant. You have 30-minute water, rain, and paint-ready times in our entire lineup. Yeah, that's great, too. You don't have to take that out of commission for 24 hours. It makes a difference. You don't have a line <laughs> to the bathroom waiting to, to jump back in when dad or mom says it's time, right? Exactly. <laughs> Now, you have the AMP self-leveling concrete sealant, and I think this time of year when we're sort of, you know, looking at our outdoor spaces very carefully, we often find damage in those spaces from a rough winter, depending on where you are in the country. Of course, we didn't have winter where I am here in, here in New Jersey. You know, we, we kind of started spring last September, and it seemed to last all the way through till right about now. <laughs> we had a rainy but, winter. You know, yeah, we did a rainy winter, but I mean... A lot of times you see concrete damage because people are using rock salt, for example, or other corrosive products, and you get settling from all the rain. You get those cracks. So it's a good opportunity for you to make those repairs. But I think repairing concrete is something that people think of as difficult because you need a lot of tools to do it, and it doesn't seem to stick around for very long. It seems to loosen up and fall out. Are those some of the issues that you addressed with that particular product? Yeah, absolutely. Repairing concrete is not difficult at all, especially with our AMP self-leveling concrete. It's perfect for repairing those horizontal cracks in your driveway or your sidewalk. And the great thing about AMP self-leveling concrete is that It's really easy to use, so you don't need any other additional tools. You just apply it, and then you're done. You know, Megan, we get a ton of calls about people who are dealing with water in the basement. You know, they always think it's something different, and it kind of just boils down to what's going on with their gutters or even just the flashing. So tell us about what DAP has in line to help with that, because I know it could be such a simple fix. Yes, it is a simple fix, because a lot of times if you have a, a gap or a crack in your gutter or your flashing, that's what's going to cause that water damage in your basement. So by just sealing those gaps and cracks around your gutters and flashing with AMP, which is a great product solution, it can help with that water damage. It stays flexible, it's crack-proof, and all of our products are backed by a lifetime guarantee. Talking to Megan Young, she's the Director of Product Management in Caulks and Sealants for DAP. So, Megan, what's next on the horizon? What else are we going to see from DAP? Anything else coming out this year that you can talk about? Uh, I don't know if I can talk about any of the new innovations, but you know we're always working on something, and we have a couple lined up for next year. So we'll be excited to get those out to everyone as soon as we possibly can. Terrific. The new products are available right now, and where are they? At home centers and hardware stores, Megan? Will we see them across the country? You will see them across the country and any home improvement outlet. We're talking about the new Ultimate Hybrid Sealant AMP, Advanced Modified Polymer Sealants. Megan Youngs from Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Oh, thank you guys so much.
Lynn in Mississippi's on the line and is having an issue with a pear tree. What is going on that doesn't involve a partridge? Hi. Yes, ma'am. I have a Bradford pear tree, but I think I made a mistake. I'm not sure, but I let it grow up right next to my house. Okay. My foundation is concrete, and um, the tree has now gotten probably, I'm guesstimating, maybe 15 feet tall, and it's got like three trunks. It's very, very pretty, and it looks good, but now I'm getting... I've gotten concerned. Um, my concrete foundation is pretty thick, but does Bradford pear trees have a tendency to try to grow up through concrete foundations? You know, pear trees don't get that big to a point where they typically impact foundations, and if they did, you would probably see some evidence of that. So, you know, while it sounds big to you, uh, you know, pear trees, standard pear trees get to be like, you know, 18 to 20 feet tall or so. And that's just not big enough to really do much foundation damage. So I think you can live with that for a while. Just keep an eye on it. I, I wouldn't tear that out. That is wonderful news. Okay, what should I look for? I mean, can I go on the outside where it's right there close to the house? Is there something that I can look for that will kind of tell me it could be a problem before it actually starts buckling my concrete? Actually, you would see it on the inside. If you saw any cracks forming in the concrete opposite where the pear tree is, that would be a good indicator of it. But... Boy, it takes an awful lot of force to do that, and and trees are going, the roots are going to try to find the path of least resistance. So I just don't think it's very likely that you're going to see that. But I'd see it on the see it on the inside first, okay? Thank you so very much. I'm gonna leave it alone. Well, now that it's getting super hot outside, have you noticed that your electricity bills are going up and up? Well, if you're thinking that it's because you're running your AC. You'd be right, but really only partly right, because if you don't have enough insulation, a good portion of the electricity is being used to cool the outside. So you're doing that. Good for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And we don't think about this because we don't feel the drafts. You know, according to the Department of Energy, 90% of homes are under-insulated, which basically means that you can just about always use more. And while it's so easy to feel cold drafts in the winter, it's almost impossible to feel hot air drafts in the summer, but that is exactly what happens when you don't have enough insulation. Well, Owens Corning has two great insulation options. There's pink next-gen fiberglass, which is as soft as cotton and it's easy to install. And the other option that, Tom, you actually did a project with this, is the Thermofiber Fire and Sound Guard Plus. Tell me about that. Yeah, I did because I have a very old house, so I wanted a product with certain qualities. Now, the Thermofiber Sound Guard Plus is a mineral wool product, and it's made from natural ingredients, and it provides insulation, but it also has enhanced fire, moisture, and sound benefits, all important to me in my old house. And it was also super easy to cut and handle, which really came in handy because old homes just always seem to have wires and pipes and framing and other strange stuff that you find that's in the way of a space that you're trying to work yeah. on. So, and like a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it, right. It's like if I can put a full piece of insulation up without hitting an obstruction, like that's a good, that's a good time. You know, it's a good day, <laughs> but it's never the case. Like it's no. only four feet long, one piece of this. So why is it that I have to cut everyone to do something? Because your house you is a hundred years old. Right. And there's <laughs> stuff in the way everywhere. If it was fiberglass, it would have been getting squished and pulled and twisted, but this is laid in perfectly. That's awesome. Well, you know, guys, now is a great time to take on an insulation project because you can qualify for up to $1,200 in tax credits for an insulation upgrade. Now you can find Thermofiber, Fire and Soundguard Plus, and any Owens Corning insulation products at Lowe's stores or on Lowe's.com.
Don in Colorado's on the line with a window question. What is going on at your money pit? My house has a window. It's a vinyl double pane window that somehow or another collects lots of condensation. Um, and this happens typically in the winter. And what happens is this condensation has kind of created some mold and some mildew in the channels of the window inside. And I'm wondering what's the best way or what's the best solution or a powder or product that I could use in that thing to uh, clean that mold and mildew up? Well, first of all, the cause of this is that the insulated glass in your windows is not really doing a very good job. So when you have a, uh, the temperature from the outside, basically chilling that entire window, we're making its way across that insulated space to the inside, and then the warm, moist air inside your house strikes the glass and condenses. That's what causes the steady stream of moisture. And one of the things that can happen when things get wet is it can grow mold. So basically what you have now is kind of a maintenance headache. And it's just going to be a matter of keeping that clean. You asked what can you use to to clean that, to treat that. You know, you can use something natural like vinegar or you can use something natural like borax, but it's basically a maintenance job. You're always going to have to be cleaning and drying those spaces out because unless you change your windows or reduce the amount of humidity inside the house, you're always going to have this problem. Now, what you might want to think about doing if you decide to tackle windows is just do the ones that are the worst first. Typically, they're on the north and east sides of the house. That's usually the coldest sides of the house. And use replacement windows instead of new construction windows, which are going to fit into the old window openings. And they're a lot easier to install than than uh, new construction windows where you have to tear off siding and reflash all around it. So that's really your option here. That's what's causing it, and, and that's kind of what you're up up against. It's basically going to be a maintenance issue until you replace those windows. Thank you very much for the for the suggestion. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. Bye bye. Caitlin from New York. Yes, I probably know her because that's where I live on Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin says, my parents' house was built in 1820. It's had renovations over the years, but recently it's become difficult for my parents to take care of and it's falling into disrepair. I kind of want to step up and try to help out as best I can, starting in the bathroom that has some water damage. My question is, what should I be on the lookout for in a house built in the 1800s? Everything. Yeah, you're on the right track when it comes to water damage because if you have water that gets in, say, from a roof, it affects the entire structure. And if you have water that's getting in through bathroom walls because they're not caulked or sealed properly, you're going to find that that can cause deep rot and deep mold. So opening those walls up and replacing the insulation and rebuilding them is a smart thing. Of course, you also have to identify what the source of that leak is. But when it comes to a house of that age, there's a whole bunch of stuff to be aware of. You've got older pipes usually made of steel. You may have older wiring. I would concentrate on the core mechanical systems and structure first before you do anything that's the least bit cosmetic. Yeah, and Caitlin, you may also not have enough power for more modern appliances. So there's lots of stuff to keep an eye out, but definitely look at those core structures of the home, and good luck with everything. Well, after a month or two of heavy grilling, your gas grill may need an extreme makeover of its own. Leslie has tips for a simple grill cleaning to step up the sizzle in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie, you grill a lot, so I bet you're doing this pretty frequently. We do. You know, we really love cooking outside, and we'll cook outside all year round, and I'm the nutter who also likes to grill in the rain with an umbrella. So, 
you know, call me crazy, but once you use that grill for a month or so, it's really time for a good cleaning. So that same charbroiling grill action that flavors your ribs and your chicken and steaks all season long can start to cause problems if you don't do a thorough grill cleaning once in a while. Now, it's a pretty simple project. Here's what you need to know. First of all, you need to soak the grids in hot, soapy water and clean them with a nylon scrubbing pad. If the grids are really encrusted, you want to use oven cleaner, but make sure you do that in a well-ventilated area and then rinse them really well. Then you want to remove the lava rock or those ceramic briquettes that you see and clean them with a wire brush. You never want the wire brush to come in contact with a food surface because we're learning that those wire bristle brushes really come apart and that transfers through the food. That's why we're saying nylon scrubbing pad for the grids that you put the food on and you can use the metal for those lava rocks. Now, if any of them are deteriorated, go ahead, replace them, then remove the burner, brush it clean. You want to check carefully for cracks, split seams or holes. And if any are found, that burner should be immediately replaced. Next up, check all of those rubber gas hoses you're looking for cracks and replace any that show the slightest sign of wear. Now, once that grill cleaning is complete, you're ready to kind of put everything back together and then go ahead and check all of those gas connections for leaks. So you want to do this in a safe way. You mix together a 50-50 solution of liquid dishwashing soap and water and then brush that solution on all of the gas connections And then you watch to see if anything bubbles up. If you do see any bubbles, that means that connection is leaking and you should fix it before you fire up that grill. And once this is done, you're really set for the rest of the summer. You can make all those wonderful steaks and burgers and whatever else you like to cook on the grill. And you know you're doing it in a good, clean, safe manner. So enjoy. Grill up, guys. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, have you ever found that your water starts to smell a little bit like rotten eggs? Well, if that happens to you, there is one part in your water heater that needs to be replaced, and it's actually a DIY job. We'll tell you what that is on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Live in a body pit.